as boys lines. As bold as lion. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am your host, Derek Charles Johnson, and we are just in the middle, the very beginning, really, of a series called Encounters, Never the Same After Meeting Jesus. And last time we talked about this woman who approaches Jesus in the Gospel of Mark, and uh, she has this issue of blood, and she reaches out and touches him, and she is instantly healed, and there's just... Uh, quite a bit of fallout from from that whole episode, but it leaves with her being restored and really um, just sent on her way healed and uh, everyone to left just to amazement that that this woman has been healed in the presence of Jesus just through the simple touch of his garment. And so I love diving in and looking at some of these encounters within the gospel because I think as we flesh them out a little bit, we see the, the character of some of these people as they're coming to the Lord, and we can see our, our own character in, in that as well. And more importantly, we see the character of Jesus as he has conversations and as he just meets people on the level that they're at. This week, we are talking about Jesus and Nicodemus, and this encounter is from John chapter 3. And uh, just as an intro and a reminder, whenever a person meets Jesus, we see a change that impacts that person's life. We see that Jesus not did not avoid people in terms of social status. He met with rich and poor, healthy and sick, educated and uneducated. And in each circumstance, it was life-changing and life-altering. It offered a new sense of direction and purpose. And certainly, one's outlook on life cannot be the same after encountering Jesus. It has to be different. For these folks in the Bible that we're talking about, it had to be different for them after they met him and went away. So today, we look at an encounter that brought a truth-seeking teacher of the law to the feet of the Messiah. Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, approached Jesus with questions. It is clear that despite being a Pharisee and a man who was supposed to have all the answers, he was still seeking. No doubt Nicodemus had heard Jesus' teaching. Perhaps he even witnessed his miracles, and he wanted to know more. He wanted the truth. So the text of their conversation is a little bit long. It's John 3, 1 through 21, but it contains that very famous verse, John three sixteen. And I just want to read through this just to set up our encounter podcast today and uh, just to see where Nicodemus is at as he's coming to the Lord. So now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. This encounter is really our only one-on-one account of Jesus with a Pharisee that we have in the Gospels. Most others seem to be Jesus with crowds gathered around and Pharisees either watching from a distance or they're perhaps just part of the crowd. So what is it that is remarkable about Nicodemus? Well, he comes to Jesus by night. We can assume based on his societal status, he's a leader of the Jews. He did not want to be seen coming during the daytime. By coming at night, there's safety and avoidance of gossiping eyes. Secondly, he acknowledges that Jesus is a teacher from God. He doesn't, at least not yet, understand perhaps who Jesus is, but the evidence that he is from God is too overwhelming in his eyes. His teachings and miracles, it's all too much for an ordinary human being. Third, he comes with a humility in spirit. As opposed to other encounters with Pharisees, Nicodemus does not come looking for a fight. He comes to honestly find out the truth. And finally, we can assume that Nicodemus is a Christ follower by the time of Jesus' death. He certainly defends Jesus by saying he should not be unlawfully seized. And this is when he's talking with other Pharisees. This is in John seven forty-five through 52. Sorry, sort of defending Jesus. And he is also with Joseph of Arimathea in preparing Jesus' place for burial. And then we see that in John nineteen thirty-nine. And this latter point um, of being with Joseph of Arimathea, it really gives support to the notion that Nicodemus had found the teachings of Jesus as valid, opposed to his other fellow teachers of the law, the other Jewish leaders. So we don't really know how this meeting was arranged between Jesus and Nicodemus, because we're not told. 
but we can assume that Nicodemus sought out an audience with Jesus, a private one-on-one meeting. And we see from Jesus' transparency that he holds nothing back from Nicodemus. He's an honest, a true seeker, and he's given honest answers about the kingdom and about what he must be willing to do to be saved. So some key points from this encounter are the following. First, truly, truly is Jesus' way of overemphasizing. In John 3, verse 3, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Jesus uses this phrase, truly, truly, several several times as he instructs Nicodemus. In this, he is emphasizing the point, you must be born again. This phrase doesn't make sense initially to Nicodemus. He's thinking physical birth. Jesus is pointing to spiritual birth. For you and I, the takeaway from their meaning is that we too must be born again. We acknowledge that here and in other places in Jesus' teaching, there is a truly, truly aspect that cannot be ignored. In order to be saved, we are to be born again in the Spirit. Secondly, Jesus used a story that made sense to Nicodemus. Jesus remarks that despite being a teacher in Israel, Nicodemus still does not understand. It's not a put-down. He just reveals what already should be clear based upon Scripture. Jesus mentions the snake in the wilderness, a story about Moses and the Israelites in the book of Numbers. Nicodemus, being familiar with the Old Testament, because it's really the only Bible they had at this point, could see the connection. In Numbers 21, verses 8 and 9, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it on a pole. Then anyone, when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. So Jesus, for our sake, would become that snake on a pole, a cursed object used to take on the sin of mankind. All men who wanted to live and not die physically had to look at the snake Moses lifted up. All men who want to live and not die spiritually must look up at the Son of Man lifted up. This made sense to Nicodemus, and it also makes sense to us. Finally, Jesus lays out the gospel. You must believe. Verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Continuing in verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus did not miss an opportunity in this encounter to clearly say who he was. Perhaps it is the reason we see later glimpses of Nicodemus' support. At some point after this conversation, the light bulb must have gone on and the aha moment occurred. Just as we cling to John 3.16 today as a verse powerful enough to share everywhere, it cuts to the heart of Nicodemus as he first heard it. Jesus lays it out for him. You must believe in me. Believe that I am God's Son, and reject the deeds of darkness, and cling to the light. As far as encounters go in this series, this is perhaps one of two that we will talk about that bring Jesus face-to-face with someone of high status. The other, his meeting with the rich young ruler, has quite a different ending, that being of a man who leaves Christ's presence, not ready to follow and believe. I believe Nicodemus left this conversation in John chapter 3 having more answers than questions. I also believe Nicodemus had to come to a point where his faith in Jesus collided with the unbelief and disbelief of many of his cohorts. 
it would be a difficult road to walk. What else became of Nicodemus? What place, if any, did he have in the days following Christ's resurrection in the early church? That is perhaps a discussion for another time, but here I want to recognize that Nicodemus's encounter brought him to a place where Christ did not dismiss or turn him away. He kept nothing hidden from Nicodemus, and I believe the faith that Nicodemus put forth wanting to truly know was not at all rejected by Jesus. It was encouraged. So what about you? If you have questions of faith, isn't God big enough to handle them? I believe this story shows us that indeed God wants and desires our questions. From there, he is faithful to lead us and show us the answers in his timing, not ours. Even as we go through life without all the answers, we know that God is still sovereign and still proven who he is time and time again. Guys, I love you and I love walking this journey with you. If I can pray for you at all or be an encouragement in any way, please reach me at my email at info at DerekCharlesJohnson.com. You can also access me through my website, which is simply DerekCharlesJohnson.com. And again, if these podcasts, these messages are an encouragement to you, would you be kind enough to leave a review on whatever hosting site you might be listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts or um Spotify or, or just going on Facebook and sharing and inviting people to listen. That would be a huge just blessing for me um, just to, to get this out to other people who need to hear it. And uh, again, I'm so grateful just for your support and your feedback. It means a ton to me. I love hearing from you guys. And I cannot wait to dig in again next time. Leaving you with this verse once again from Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. It says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Guys, I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share. And head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.